Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings in the name of the Lord and welcome to Warren Radio. This is Tower. I'm here with the Watchman and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests and correspondence through our contact page at warn-usa.com. You can listen to our Warn Radio episodes on warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And Warren Radio is now on the following platforms. Amazon Prime Music in Podcast, Spreaker, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Deezer, Spotify, and Anchor. And do not miss these posts on warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. Who is standing guard? As Jesus Christ said of the devil, he will kill, steal, and destroy. Especially in today's world, we must prepare to defend and guard against the enemy. Beholding God means these means there are greater things than these things which have been seen, as Philip and Nathaniel both encounter the true Son of God, the truth was evident. Faith Life Journey I point to a verse that is a pinpoint of the compass of faith. Matter of fact, it points us to God. And do not miss these posts on warn-usa.com Lord Judges Secrets of God and Men Part 10 on Sound the Shofar. Lord Judges Secrets of Men even though today we find most people ignoring the fact. Plainly some hold secrets while others are open about their thoughts and deeds. Christians Persecuted Pandemics End of Days Classic at Warren Radio Christian Persecution not for Christians persecuted, not forsaken. Today we find persecuted believers in Yeshua, Jesus Christ, is ongoing in many nations today. And be sure to get your copy of The Rising. It's a Christian fiction thriller by the watchman Dana G. Smith. And The Rising continues the story of Mac, a former black ops sniper, and details the takeover of America. There's danger and intrigue, the nation is at risk, and Mac battles to survive the forces bent on destroying him and America. Can he save the United States? Find out by getting your copy of The Rising, and you can go to Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books a Million, Ingram, Walmart, Google Play, Angus & Robertson, and many more. And the Rising ebook can be found on Google Play. And be sure to sign up for the WIBR Warren Radio ne- newsletter by going to danaglinsmith.com, where you can also visit our Christian Books and Resource Shop, where we feature the Rising and other Christian books, as well as resources from our Vision Media. And now I welcome in the Watchman. You're listening to Warren Radio on the WIBR Warren Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? 
Well, you know, in spite of the election, I'm doing good. Yeah, it's... Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? Doing good. We're here on a Thursday evening. Yeah, I believe this is the last Thursday evening of this month of January 2023. Crazy, crazy. Yeah. Time goes by fast. Yes, it does. So at any rate, we're going to be in February. Yeah, and we're getting lots of snow this month. Doesn't seem like we got that much last year, or maybe my I have a shorter memory span. Well last year was a long time ago. Yeah. Seems like it. Yeah. And we've done a lot of episodes since then. And uh, a lot of things going on around the country. You know, the holidays, Christmas, they zip by too. They did. I don't even know what happened there. Me either. So anyway, it's a great day. And the Lord is in charge. Well, <coughs> there is no doubt that uh, this is going to be an interesting couple of years. Because everybody's getting ready to run for president. And, of course, there's been a lot of stuff, a lot of talk about getting, ready, uh, getting rid of Joe. At the same time, Joe might have started World War III with, with Russia with the help of Germany, who declared war on him. You know, and all this is, you know, we, we've given billions of dollars to the Ukraine, as you well know. But the thing of it is... I don't think we uh, should have given them that much. No, I don't either. But see, the thing of it is, think of the billions we gave them. And I want to know is, what happened to all that money? A billion dollars will buy a lot of planes. A billion dollars will buy a lot of arms. A billion dollars will buy a lot of everything to make war with. Now, how come we had to send them billions all the time? And where are we getting that money from? Are we borrowing it from China? No, we're not getting it from China or <laughs> borrowing it from China. But one, you know, there there are humanitarian groups that are over the border from Ukraine. <coughs> they have people that take food into the people in Ukraine. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm thankful yeah. that they're feeding um, them. So we're not buying food for them. And the only thing I've seen, and I saw this on the internet, was Zelensky and his wife were both buying a lot of stuff. And who knows how true that is. I mean, it, it, there was articles of that. But, you know, Joe doesn't seem to have enough sense to understand the difference between the apocalypse, you know, and uh, a regional war. You know, um, when we had the Korean War, that was a small regional conflict. And uh, yet it affected everybody like a big war. But it, it was regional. It was, you know located in one place, this 37th parallel. And along that line. So you look at Ukraine. It's regional. But Putin started out from the beginning saying that he was going to, you know, fire rockets at anybody that gets in his way. You know, he talked about a global war. A nuclear war. So if you're having, you know, if you're in a comfortable place 
and you're having a good time, you know, you might check your watch to see if the end of the world happened yet. Because we got people that don't seem, and Biden's among them. I don't think he, he understands anything. But because we as the public only see certain things. You know, we don't know what Biden's like. We don't know how nutty he is. All we see is the results. You know, his wife is with him all the time. But she surely don't say nothing. And I doubt her sanity at times. Yeah, I find that very strange. You'd think she'd yeah. want to protect him from all that stuff. And so a lot of the things that we look at in um, Isaiah's book, a lot of prophecy, a lot of things that can be compared to a, a lot of our current situation. And so this week is particularly, it's another one of those. And a lot of things that that is said that we can, you know, rip America out of the book and say, hey, it, it applies here. Or even, even the nations of men today. You know. You know, the apocalypse may not get here today, but at the rate we're going, and, and as woke as we are and nuts as we are it ain't going to take long no i mean the end of the world is probably on a ruler probably about half an inch away <laughs> you know i mean it ain't very far yeah and then you look at at america dear lord in heaven if if we did these things when Tower and I were growing up, I'll tell you, these people would have been locked up. So that is for sure. There, there's a lot of stuff that is not okay that is going on in this country, and even this Pope is not okay because you know he was talking about the other day. Um, about homosexuality, you know, being gay. <laughs> and he says, you know, it's not a crime. It's a sin. That's so, crazy. So then he, you know, just kind of left it there. And, uh, you know, it may be a sin, but it's not a crime. So we can go ahead and do it. Because nobody's worried about sins. Yeah, that's that's just nuts. But see, the way he said it, it almost encourages them. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and uh, I said it long before I ever heard him say it. And I was even asked the question one time, one of our shows many years ago. Do you think that homosexuality is destroying America? And I said, no. There's a lot of sins out there that's destroying America. Number one in politics is lying. The number two in politics is greed. And I could go on. There are a lot of things that are destroying America. It's just like, you know, it may be a sin against God, but then so is adultery. But see, we're, we live in a nation that we don't care about sin, so. And we care more about whether it's a crime. We don't want to get put in jail, so. You know, adultery isn't a crime either. You know, matter of fact, it used to be a long time ago. If you committed adultery, you're in trouble. At any rate, we got to get going on this. We're in Isaiah on a Thursday night. Okay. Lord of Hosts, Isaiah's Prophetic Book, Part 158 on Battle Lines. Lord of Hosts finds Judah, who drank of the cup of the Lord's fury, 
and drank to the very dregs of the bottom of the cup of trembling for their sins were literally wrung out in the process. Now the Lord of hosts is bringing his people back. Their deliverance will not wait anymore. The phrase we are looking at here, Lord of hosts, is the name or title of God frequently used in the Old Testament, always translated Yahweh of hosts. Yeshua, Jesus Christ, through the atonement of the cross, triumphed over all principalities and powers. He is Lord of hosts and King of kings and Lord of lords. And now back to you. Thank you. And uh, we left off last time at a certain place. I'm trying to get my volume here. Uh, verse 12 of Isaiah 51. I, even I am he that comforteth you. Who art thou that thou shouldest be afraid of man that shall die and the son of man which shall be made of grass? And see, the I here is repeated twice, referring to the Lord. They had already been delivered from Babylon, and that was their consolation. Matter of fact, the consolation of Israel, as we call it, uh, is, was the Messiah coming. That's one of the consolations. Making up for all the things they went through. Proving to the nations that you haven't been forsaken. And so, at any rate, we discuss that because, you know, this whole thing has to do with um, Judah. And, uh, uh, of course, if you're going to be there 70 years, you know, you're going to have a little bit of that fear of man type thing. You're going to have a few issues that you have to work through. I mean, if you look at the people in America today, Talking about issues that we have to work through. You know, if the Lord comes, we're going to have to have an issue department so we can work through the issues before we stand before the Lord. Because we got a lot of them. Well, Isaiah 51.13 is where we're beginning. Now, you see, if we go back up, I, even I, am he that comforteth you. Who art thou that thou shouldest be afraid of a man that shall die in the son of man, which shall be made of grass? And forgettest the Lord thy maker, which has stretched forth the heavens, laid the foundations of the earth, and has feared continually every day because of the fury of the oppressor, as if he were ready to destroy. Where is the fury of the oppressor? Well, that's a good question, because by now, you know, I mean, when we look at uh, how this thing went down, Cyrus went in and destroyed Babylon. And he told the captives to go rebuild Jerusalem, rebuild the temple, and they were going to go back into the land. And God has spent a lot of time in Isaiah here going through different aspects of returning, also the sin, why he did it, and uh, what they did. You know, it, you know, the thing of it is, when you compare this to nations, you see, we are built on a law, you know, and, and different nations have different laws. We have the basic rights, you know, do not kill, do not steal, things like that. But see, in America, you know, we, we are one of those nations that is it illegal. If it's not illegal, that makes it okay. And see, there's a lot of things that man may say is okay, but God says no to. Because God's is a moral code. See, ours is a civil code. There's a difference. Now see, at one time when America was founded, it was founded on the moral code of the Old Testament. And then as we've had our governments and people up there, we've changed laws and seasons change. And we got today where there's a lot of things 
today that are legal, but they're immoral before God and will bring judgment. And see, this is the issue that you have with the nations of men. They feel that they have the right to have any kind of a moral code they want before God. And in one respect they do, but in the other respect is when judgment comes, you're going to be in trouble. Because God is not going to interfere, you know, to stop you from being immoral. He will at some time, but the nations of men now are still under grace. And God has long patience for people to repent. And the point here that they're making is, is that when he says, and forget, uh, forget us uh, the Lord their maker, and then he goes on to explain who the Lord thy maker is. He stretched forth the heavens, he laid the foundation of the earth, and uh, yet the people that God has delivered feared continually every day because of the fury of the presser, which was Babylon, and as if he was ready to destroy. So, you know, once you get up and you leave, they're, you know, they're, they're still wondering about how they're going to get back, and they're worried about Babylon coming after them um, every day because of the fury of the oppressor is if he were ready to destroy. Where is the fury of the, of the oppressor? There is no fury of the oppressor. That's the whole point, is that they had no reason to fear. God had delivered them. He had forgave them. Now, of course, they remember that judgment but it's been 70 years so a lot of the original people that were on the ground there as adults who saw the slaughter you know they would remember that still some of them who were alive but you've got generations you know that grew up in between there so you had really I mean there's 70 years and you could have had uh, kids born each year in that, and and you have just like my group was, uh, they call us uh, baby boomers. Yeah, the baby boomers that came out of World War Two, and yet, you know, that covered quite a number of years. The baby boomer generations, and we have today different names for different generations. But see, God's generations are infinite. And the whole point here is that, is that man has his ideas, and that's what he does, follows his ideas. And of course, God fits in somewhere, if they, if they let him. And of course, so in 51.13... You know, these people are afraid of numbers and the strength of their foes. Now, God is not intimidated by either of those things. But see, the thing of it is, is that at this point, you know, Babylon was destroyed. Cyrus was a friend who destroyed him. And, of course, he's not going to come after uh, Israel. And... So who are they afraid of? But, you know, they're, they're gun-shy. They're coming out of captivity, and a lot of them didn't even know how they were going to get home. And God, in, in previous chapters, we covered all that. And, and that's about typical here when we look at that, because the Lord always talks about the fact of what he does. You know, I mean, man is happy if he can create peace within his society, if he can pass a law. In America today... You know, we should be happy if we, if we can just get the Democrats and Republicans to wave at one another and smile and try to do something for the rest of us, do something and pass a law that's actually going to help America instead of destroy this country. Work on closing down the border in a nice way, you know, without taking on every last Tom, Dick, and Harry worldwide that wants to run over here and get freebies because Biden who has lost his mind a long time ago, seems to give out everything he, he can to these people. You know, th there's one rule when you're talking about rescuing. 
That is, you always take care of the first responders. Because if the first responders get hurt or destroyed, there is no first responders. So next time you need a first responder, there won't be one. So if you destroy America, there's not going to be an America for these people to come to. And you may say, well, that's a good thing. Well, it may be a good thing. But yet, there's going to be a lot of people that are good people that aren't going to be here. And this land is going to be destroyed. And of course, everybody is greedy. Well, if we don't have America there, we'll have Canada there and Mexico in there. And we'll have the New World Order. We won't have to worry about all the patriots and all the Christians that want to keep things, uh, you know, want to keep things moral. And right now, one of the biggest enemies in America, of course, is Christians who want to be moral. And Christians who want to be moral also recognize what the laws are and how some of those laws are immoral in the eyes of God. And then when you read Isaiah, and you find out that in Isaiah, and there's a lot of chapters here to prove it, that there's one, one power on earth that controls everything. And that's the Lord. You know, you may not want to think about morality. You may not want to think about sin. You may not want to think about your actions being sinful. But the bottom line of it is, is when you stand before the Lord, you're not going to stay there, well, just wait a minute. Who do you think you are? I got news for you. No, you're not going to say that. And of course, you may not believe me, but one of these days, all the nations of men are going to be gathered before the Lord. And you'll have all the believers who, who have trusted upon the Lord. And they'll be gathered there on the day of judgment. They will be the witnesses. And every man, one at a time, every person, every soul, will be brought out before the Lord. And it's eternity, so you won't know time. So there's a lot of things you need to think about. And when we look in, into the prophets, like Isaiah... You know, Isaiah doesn't give him what he wants. He gives him what the Lord wants him to say. Now, one scripture, and, and I put this down, I think, for, uh, on our own personal chat for our kids and, and uh, the family. And this is a good one. Psalm 37, 34 through 37. This is a good scripture. You need to write this down. Wait on the Lord and keep his way. And he shall exalt thee to inherit the land. When the wicked are cut off, you will see it. I have seen the wicked in great power and spread in himself like a green bay tree. Yet he passed away and lo, he was not. Yea, I sought him, but he could not be found. Mark the perfect man and behold the upright. For the end of that man is peace. Why? He's Mark the perfect man and behold the upright. Because he's upright, he doesn't sin in the eyes of God. He pleases the Lord. And the end of that man is peace. However, the wicked who spread fast in the world and they have great power, they have a lot of voice, you can always hear the wicked. They won't ever shut up. And they're always the first ones to go after the righteous. And in the world, we see, uh, you know, one of the worst uh, groups of them is Islamists. Uh, radical Muslim Islamists who are always hunting down Christians. Or if you get over in India, it's the radical Hindus that hunt down Christians. And if you're over in North Korea, it's the North Korean government that does that. If you're in China, the, they shut down all the churches and really crack down there. And so, you know, there is a difference between the righteous and the unrighteous. And when you're looking at Isaiah, this is in your face. Now, see, the problem we have is that, we, you know, most people say, well, you know, we, I shouldn't say most people, but there are over the years that I've been doing this and it's been a long time you know we know those people who look at this stuff as foolishness who consider any kind of a holy book foolish 
51.14 The captive exile hasteneth that he may be loosed, that he should not die in the pit, nor that his bread should fail. Now this particular phrase here, this thing, this of course, the captive exile is Judah. And their particular uh, captivity is going to come to an end quickly. That's why the exile is hastening to be loosed because one day that they were, you know, all captives and the next day they weren't. So if after 70 years, Judah being captive, Judah wants to get out of there now. And so they want to be loose to their bonds so they can get out of there and be free. And the one thing this promises that he should not die in the pit nor that his bread would, would fail. And this is, this is what it says is that he's not going to die in captivity in Babylon this generation. And he's going to have bread and food in order to get back to his home. And, uh, and the Lord would take him there, make sure he gets there. And the one, the one thing I like about this uh, and this is what Isaiah said in Isaiah 48, 20 through 22. Go ye forth of Babylon and flee from the Chaldeans. With a voice of singing declare. Tell this. Utter it even to the end of the earth. Say ye, the Lord has redeemed his servant Jacob. And they thirsted not when he led them through the desert. He caused the waters to flow out of the rock for them. He claved the rock also, and the waters gushed out. There is no peace, saith the Lord, unto the wicked. And he's speaking directly to Babylon. But he's also bringing up the point, the very example of what happened under Moses when the children of Israel were brought forth out of Egypt. And so they were to go forth, and he tells them right here. And remember that Isaiah wrote this before the captivity. So the children of uh, Judah had plenty of time to read this and know what the prophet said. Go ye forth of Babylon. This is what he's telling them. Don't stay there, but leave. Flee from the Chaldeans. Get out of there. Go back. And there's another one that said, let Jerusalem come to mind. And, you know, and if you look at Mystery Babylon today in Revelation, one of the first things it says in that in that chapter come out of her my people it tells the people to come out of her get out of her because of the judgment that's coming and it specifically says that and so there's a lot of things you can learn from these things Shake thyself from the dust. Arise and sit down, O Jerusalem. Loose thyself from the bands of thy neck, O captive daughter of Zion. That's Isaiah 52, 2. Now you see, this should tell you. Of course, this is Judah. This is where the Messiah came to, the Lion of the tribe of Judah. And this is the last house, the other house, the lost tribes, was the first one to be carried away, attacked and carried away by the, uh, by the Assyrians. It was Sennacherib's dad who did that. And then Sennacherib came in and tried to do the same thing, and God defeated him at the gates of Jerusalem when 150,000 of the troops that they had taken there were destroyed overnight by the angel of the Lord. And then Sennacherib went back into Babylon and he was killed by his sons in the house of their God. And that ended his. Now see, this is the way the Lord works. Sennacherib was a high pollutant power. And in the world we have China, North Korea, 
we have Iran, we have a lot of the Muslim nations, we have Russia. Did I say China? So you have a lot of these nations, but they're just nations. The Lord is not afraid of them. He's going to perform his purpose. And, and I think, you know, the, the one thing that you have to catch here is that there is a purpose and a time and a season for the, for the work of God. And now that see now see we we've come full circle now Jerusalem is is there in the land Israel's in the land they've got a government they've got one of the most modern military uh, there is in the world uh, they have a lot of sciences technology top of, you know in the world Israel doesn't come second in any of that God has blessed them but yet we're coming into the end of days and that's going to uh, come right at Israel like you wouldn't believe and it's going to come at America and all the nations and so if we're going to save America for instance we need to do better than what we're doing because you're not going to save it this way and you're not going to save it when you have generations of young women and young men who don't even know what sex they are and and the nonsense that we're arguing about here is not going to save you you're going to be destroyed right in the process if you want to be preserved you need to repent of your sins get in with the Lord God through his son Yahshua Jesus Christ and become born again find you a good solid born again spirit filled you know congregation of believers because you're not going to save America by yelling and screaming and being divided like we are and I can tell you that this country is headed for the worst kind of trouble and the people in it and no, you're not going to be able to save this country out for your own perversions and likes. This is not your country. This land belongs to the Lord God. He is the governor of the nations. And you don't even come in in, in the first place as to who's going to say what happens to this land. We are entering into a time of shaking. And that's one thing <laughs> Judah found out. Because they wouldn't listen to Jeremiah. Had they listened to Jeremiah, they wouldn't have had to go through this. But they wouldn't listen to him. They pleaded with him not to talk to him. Speak to him as smooth things. <laughs> don't, don't send the prophet. We don't want to hear him. And I got news for you. You may not want to hear about sins. But you need to hear about sins. You may not want to talk about all the stuff that you're doing that is not right, that is corrupting America. But you need to hear it. And then you make up your decision. Whether you want to change your behavior, you're going to need help from the Lord God and you'll need to repent. But it, one way or the other, you're not going to save America because of your own ignorance and proclivities and the ability to lose, lose yourself in the groups online. Because online groups... And your internet is not going to save you. If you're in love with the internet, I advise you to get off that love. It's time you understood you need to stand on your own two feet. You need to be an adult about things and stop being a spoiled brat. Now that's all of America I'm addressing. But see, if, if Judah would have listened to the prophets... And, and that is the good prophets because they had bad prophets... And if the northern tribes, the house of Israel as we call them, the lost tribes, would have listened. They'd never been carried away captive. If Sodom and Gomorrah would have listened, they wouldn't have been destroyed. 
Now see, the minute you hear Sodom and Gomorrah, the first thing that comes in into many people's mind is sodomy. But I got news for you. Sister Sodom, she was judged. The number one thing, among others, was pride. Sodomy isn't even mentioned. So when we're starting to classify sins, there's one thing Paul says about things like that. If you sow to the flesh, you will of the flesh reap corruption. And there's a lot of sins of the flesh. And so Paul says also that when we read these books, these books are here for our learning and understanding and to apply it to our living and our understanding. Now in verse 15, the Lord, you know, still dealing with the captives coming out, but I am the Lord thy God that divided the sea whose waves roared. The Lord of hosts is his name. Now see, he had already talked about that. But this is another excerpt. I divided the sea. And you walked across on dry ground. Now we call that actually a baptism. Because the waters were over their head. They were split, but they were up on, on each side over them. That, that's a baptism. And that's a type of baptism. Spiritual baptism. And they went through there and got through there. But when the Egyptians tried it. They died. And see, we continue to see the when you see the Lord of hosts, that's the Lord over all agencies. He is the Lord who created the host of heaven, the host of all the stars. Everything that was created, he created it. That's the Lord of hosts. He created it. He created the light. And Jeremiah 31 5, it 31:35 Thus saith the Lord which giveth the sun for a light by day and the ordinances of the moon and of the stars for a light by night which divides the sea when the waves thereof roar the Lord of hosts is his name Now see everything in here tells you what he made Then you come along in all your science and you're going to undo everything and think that you're God You're not God you're a punk and I'll tell you another thing. You know, science without God is idolatry. And it's sinful. But science with God involved is the truth. But we don't want the truth. We want people to lie to us. Well, we can do this, you know. And I've heard it so much. Well, I'm a woman. No, you're not. You're a man. Or I'm a man. No, you're not. You're a woman. You can't even talk to them. They don't want to hear it. And so what they've got now is, uh, you know, certain laws that they're putting into effect that you can't even say anything anymore. So you're upsetting them because the government's going to step in and they're going to... Uh, fine you or put you in jail or something where the ones that know the truth can't say anything and the ones that think they know something know nothing that's the government and then there's those who think they know something and they're deceived there aren't more than one truth folks there's one truth and the one that you're arguing with is not me you know, if you were born a man and believe you're a girl, ha help yourself. You know, I can say, well, you're wrong, but you wouldn't listen anyway. So, have fun. You know, try arguing that with God and see how far you get. Now, see, today, before the Lord comes, you know, you can argue with God all you want to, and you're going to win the conversation every time. 
because he's still under grace, has grace for us. This is the dispensation still. But once that grace ends, and once you start getting to judgment, and you die during that judgment, you're going to face the wrath of God, and you're not going to argue your way out of that through foolishness and stupidity. Because if you argue with God on the day of judgment, you better hope to dear God that you're a greater God than the God you're standing before and that you can create everything instead of him and that you can put him away. But so far that I know of, there's not one power or principality could stand against him. He has the absolute final word. Whether you like it or not, whether you think you're right or not, it doesn't matter. There is a final judgment, and that final judgment is done by the same God that brought Israel out of captivity. We're into 51 chapters, and every chapter tells you that there is a sovereign God, that he rules the nations. He sent both houses into judgment because of their sins. The one house became the lost tribes of Israel, and they were scattered in the nations because of their egregious sins. Judah, however, only went in for 70 years and they were delivered. And we're reading about the deliverance now. And we know the outcome because the end of it is, is that Israel is back in the land. They do have their land. Not all the land that they had. And they have a government. They don't have a temple. They can't do the sacrifices like they used to. But Israel is there. You can't do that. I hate to break it to you. See, there's one other woke individual. And that's the devil. Satan. Lucifer. See, he, he's the first woke one there was and tried to overthrow God and he convinced a bunch of angels to go with him. Didn't work. They were cast out of heaven. And now in these end times, he's going to come back to power one last time as, and it's going to be a judgment from God. And Paul details this in 2 Thessalonians 2. And Revelation details all the stuff that's going to go on. But the focus isn't on the devil in Revelation. The focus is on the revelation of the Son of God and his coming kingdom and the, and the sons of God, which are the sons and daughters of God who are born again, and their kingdom and where they will be with the Lord. That's what we're looking at. And your little world that you've decided, you know, and, and the thing that helped you to get confused is the Internet. And I'm here to tell you, not mocking you or anything else, but I'm telling you that your argument isn't with me. It's not even with the Bible. It's with the one who wrote the Bible. You could collect every Bible on earth. And you could burn every last one of them. You could kill every Christian. You could kill every preacher. You could destroy every church. You could destroy every historical thing. And you could clean this earth where there's nothing there. And then when God decides it's the end of time... It's all going to be redone into his kingdom anyway. Because this is the part to where the fallen nature comes in that you don't understand. We are in a body of death and is appointed unto man once to die and after this the judgment. Now if you want to live in this skin suit, you know, in some way, you can do it. God gives you the power to do it. He gave Judah the choices But guess what? They abused it. They went into judgment. Isaiah 51, 16, And I have put my words in thy mouth, trusting them with his laws and statutes. And that's what God did. Gave them the promise of the Messiah from whom would flow the faith and religion to all nations. And I have covered thee, protected them that is, in the shadow of my hand, he says, that I may plant the heavens and lay the foundations of the earth and say unto Zion, Thou art my people. 
you are my people even after seven years in Babylon. I forsook you for a moment, he says. But in great mercies, he gathered them back because it was time. He literally cleansed them, wiped them up, got them out of there, and redeemed them, and was taking them back to the land to set them up again. In spite of everything they went through, you're my people. Same way with every person here. You were created by the Lord God. And if God made you a woman in the beginning, no matter what you do to that body, you're still a woman. Now, you may not like it, but I'm here to tell you that you're still his creation. And I'm here to tell you that you need to find that God and he will help you to understand why you're confused. Because you're not going to find the truth from some people, even pastors or churches. Judah's hope was the Lord God. Today, through the new covenant, the hope of every man, woman, and child is Yahshua, Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, who triumphed openly over all principalities and powers. And see, in that other verse, verse 16, he says, Say unto Zion, Thou art my people. Zion being both the place, which we affectionately know as Jerusalem, and thou art my people. In spite of the fact of everything that happened, you're my people. I've forgiven you. I sent you into judgment. I am making a way for you. But if you go on your own, if you forsake the Lord and cut all ties, then there's no hand that's going to rescue you. The devil will deceive you, and in the end he'll kill you, lead you to death. You have only one friend on this earth. And I say on this earth because his spirit is in a lot of those who follow him. In today's covenant, we have the spirit of the living God. In today's covenant, we are known as the, child, the children of God, children of the Most High, the born-again believers in Yahshua. Jesus Christ. And we are through faith brought into his kingdom by his power. Abraham believed God and it was imputed unto him for righteousness. Christians today believe God and it's imputed unto us for righteousness' sake. The Chaldee, and I want to, um, Isaiah 51, 16, we've been talking about, but the Chaldee renders this. It, it is a little different in the Chaldean, the Chaldee. In the shadow of my power have I protected thee, that I might raise up the people of whom it was said that they should be multiplied as the stars of heaven. And that's true. That's the Chaldee in this particular verse, 51.16. That goes back to Abraham. 
and through Abraham, we're all blessed because of faith. Isaiah 49, 1-3 Listen, O, my, o isles, and hearken unto me. Listen, O isles, unto me, and hearken, you people from afar. The Lord has called me from the womb. From the bowels of my mother has he made mention of my name. And he has made my mouth like a sharp sh uh, sword. In the shadow of his hand hath he hid me, and made me a polished shaft. In his quiver has he hid me, and he said unto me, Thou art my servant, O Israel, in whom I will be glorified. So you may think Israel is forsaken, but he is not. None of us are forsaken. The devil just wants you to believe that. So seriously, think about the things and approach our God and our Father in the name of Yahshua, Jesus Christ, and ask him to show you the truth. Because Tower and I both, and we know lots of people that have come to the Lord. And every one of them know the difference of what I talk about. Father, we thank you for this word. We bless you, Lord, for this word and for this message. Be with those who hear this whenever they do. Save them, Lord. Move in their hearts, Lord. Undertake in their behalf. And Father, forgive those that are bitter. Lead them the way you lead people and bring them to the truth. I ask for mercy for them. And Lord, we thank you. And in Jesus' name, I bind you, Satan, and the powers of darkness from the preaching, teaching, and streaming of this word. In Jesus' name. Okay, Tower. Amen. Yes, I, I especially like that verse 5116, Isaiah 5116. Thou art my people. I like that. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and there's such a power there. Yeah. Taking care of us. And see, as Christians, we believe that. We do. Yeah, we are his people. Thank God. Both Jew and Gentile, male and female. I would not want to live in this world today without the Lord. Yep. It's too scary if you don't have the Lord. That's true. Well, thank you for being here, everyone. We love you. We hope the best for you in Christ Jesus. Be safe. Look up to the Lord in all things. He is our hope. He's our help. He is there for us. He's made a way for us. We love you and we pray for you. And please pray for your brethren around the world and pray for us. We thank you. Good night, everybody. Don't forget to go by our websites at warren-usa.com, danaglennsmith.com. Check out my latest book, The Rising, by Dana Glenn Smith. Go by our website and check out the book. Get the book. We also have Steal the Darkness, and that, that's been a very popular book as well. This is part of the Steel series. Check it out. These are good Christian fiction. They're set in America, and a lot of, uh, there's a lot of things in there that you can learn from those as well. So until next week, shalom, everybody. Be safe. Good night.
Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio.